Are either one of these any good? Wow, this is a good movie. It's pretty good. Yeah, well, the director from yesterday doesn't think so. It stinks. You sorry? You waste all our film. <laughs> it's so bad. Was the week after the Oscars and the week before Captain Marvel, so we're kind of in a no man's land here bit, this yeah. week. But a little bit to talk about. Welcome. This is the Screening Room Podcast, and she is Hope Madden. He's George Wolf, and we're from MadWolf.com. And yeah, a couple of major releases, uh, wide releases this week. We'll start off with a thriller: a young woman befriending a lonely widow who's harboring a dark and deadly agenda toward her. It's called Greta. I have a bag that I found that I think belongs to Greta Hedag. Oh, bless your heart. Where did you find it? On the subway. Oh, would you like a cup of coffee? You've been so kind. I don't get many visitors here. I've been so lonely since my daughter left. She's really freaking me out. Everyone needs a friend. Between more than friends, we're connected. I've had more than a few people say to me, this one looks interesting. You know, I guess the, the premise kind of catches people's attention. Uh, yeah, I think it is a, it is a decent premise. Uh, and also, uh, I, I'm in anything with Isabelle Huppert. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in seeing anything that she has to do. And she really is an absolute joy of sort of madness to watch in this movie. Yeah, I think she had a lot of fun with it. Uh, maybe a different part for her and said, all right, I'm going to go in. I'm going to go all in. That's I'm gonna, right. I'm going to, by the end of, by the end of it, I'm going to go maybe a little Nick Cage. That's on right. <laughs> and so that part of it is interesting to watch. And, and by the end, fun to watch in a certain way, but there's, there's so much that's messy about yeah. this movie. Well, so that's, first it's of frustrating. All, the premise, it's one that you, you wonder to yourself, how are they going to make this work out? Because what happens is this wholesome, you know, nice Midwestern girl, she finds a purse on a subway train and she returns it to its owner. And that's the snare, right? Because uh, it's Greta, a lonely older lady who is going to turn into a stalker. Right. And it's interesting because for a while, you know, you, you go, yeah, if you are like a polite, sweet person, like you don't want to make waves with this nice old lady, even if she's a mean old lady, even if and she's also- a batty old lady. But eventually she becomes a terrifying. You're like, you know what? She's tiny and frail. Just knock her down. <laughs> and also the the um, mark in question here is uh, Frances, a girl named Frances, young woman played by Chloe Grace Moretz, who just coincidentally is still suffering from the loss of her mother. Right. About a year ago, yeah, I think she it said, is. Yeah. And she's living in New York City with uh, her friend. Uh, played by uh, Micah, Micah, Monroe. Micah Monroe from It Follows, mm-hmm. uh, who's uh, who's nice to see. So it is convenient that this latest Mark is, has those emotional um, frayed edges and is very much more receptive to making a friend of an older lady, mm-hmm. you know, maybe to fill this void, whatever. Um, and uh, it, it is. There's so much about it that just doesn't make logical sense no. in the setup. And it's one of those, as it went along, it reminded me of that movie from last year. Was it last year? A la- couple of years, couple ago, years ago, yeah. The Snowman, Snowman, where we just thought, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And then we found out that it was because they had just rushed the thing out, and they admitted they just slapped it together, and with all this editing hatchet job, and you, you were missing just big chunks of the movie, that's what this felt like. I'm not saying that was what was done, but it felt like it. It, just, it rushed so, so uh, heavily into the snare that, um, for me, it felt too quickly. And there were just too many questions and too many illogical jumps uh, in the story that 
it just for me it just never got up and going and and by the time it got to once it ramps up and and you get some tension about it there are moments that make you think man there was something here but the funny thing is at least when we saw it and we saw it with an early screening there wasn't a lot of people there but a few there was some laughter, and I don't think it was intended. Yeah, I think so. There are some insane leaps of logic in this movie. And I do think that that eventually, by the end, as you mentioned, Hopera's performance, it does border on comical, obviously intentionally, because she is a master at what she does. And so the character becomes nuttier and nuttier. But a lot of the laughter happens really before that, where it's just I don't understand why these two perfectly healthy, full-sized women are so frightened by an unarmed, tiny, tiny lady. And then, and then, like, a bit later, they just introduce a character out of nowhere who's a private detective. Why are you hiring a private detective when the police are already involved and should know what's going on? Uh, and he's got information that, wait, you already know where she lives. Why are you even asking this information? Oh, because we have to explain why she has drugs. It was just so... Yeah. cheaply, lazily slapped together uh, plot points yeah. that, that, like you said, made no logical sense. There was, no, and that's, anytime there's a thriller or a mystery, you know, the logic really has to be tight for you to be able to maintain that tension that you have to have to, to be fully satisfied by and, a mystery thriller. And it's also another one of those where you have instances where a character, in this case, Chloe Grace Moretz's character, Francis, where she talks to herself so she can say something to the audience that they want to make sure you don't miss, and it's totally out of place. It's like, no, she wouldn't say that right now yeah. to herself. Sometimes that can make you know can make organic sense where you're trying to move things along. And in this case, and I'm not going to go into detail about the scene I'm thinking of, but they weren't trusting the audience to catch this, no. and they just made her say something that she would never say, and it was totally inauthentic. And... Then it gets to a part where you, you talk about bringing in the, the cops and everything. A- after she's already been arrested and all this stuff, then she and her friend cook up this scheme to, okay, now we ha- we can really think oh, of a way yeah. to get I, her uh, out of your life. And it has to do with the other character's experience with breaking up with boyfriends. I'm like, what? Oh, yeah. Uh, that that No, that's no. not what you would do right no. now. And normally, I'm the one who's who defends... Things like that. That's when, when people say, "No, that's not what you would do." I, I'm the one who usually says, "Well, now, how do you know what you would do?" But usually, that's in a movie like Time Travel. Where, <laughs> like, but in this, yeah, I don't really think you know how time yeah. travel works. Or, so I am not here to say that this isn't how it works. But in this particular case, yeah. Or I, or I was said about um, about uh, a quiet place. Or I was like, "How do you know how you'd react when the giant ear monsters come?" Exactly. But this. It just, especially if you're if you're basing it, as these two characters are, on experience with breaking up with a boyfriend. No, you know this is not going to work. It's a totally different thing. So, yeah, it's just a case where you're just shaking your head and, and what's going on. Yeah. And I got the feeling anyway, especially when the people around me were laughing a little bit, that it could have maybe been a dark comedy. Yeah. Um, but it's it's caught there somewhere no. in between. No. And I will say there is a bit of unhinged fun to be had with the finale. Yeah. When it finally leads up to what she ultimately does, what Greta ultimately does and reveals her master plan, I guess, and just goes completely off the rails. The way they resolve it, they try to keep it a secret for as long as they can. It, I, I thought it was given away, like, instantly. Yeah. And this is Neil Jordan, who has a, a long history with thrillers and yeah. with horror films. And he's not done a big screen movie for a few years. The last one was kind of an underseen vampire movie called Byzantium, which uh-huh. I appreciated. But see, that's what made me think it might have been an editing th- problem because he's usually not like this. 
uh, which is this tone all over the place and the stop start with uh, the the type of story he's telling or, or how he's telling it, and mm-hmm. just these these gaps in logic and and just these speed bumps or these potholes that they just tried to speed right over so you don't notice them. That just seemed for him very out of place. Agreed. Uh, and it it just it's it's really interesting and kind of in a weird way how this movie turns out with him uh, at the helm. But it is a little bit of fun at the end. But getting there. Phew, it's an illogical slog. Oh, it is. It, it really, really is. is. And, uh, and that's Greta. Also this week, a joyous family reunion becomes a hilarious nightmare as Medea and the crew travel to Backwoods, Georgia, where they find themselves unexpectedly planning a funeral that might unveil unsavory family secrets. Tyler Perry's latest, a Medea family funeral. The Bible say, yea, though she walked in the valley with the shadow of... Little Red Riding Hood and the three bears. She feared no evil, because the three little pigs was not around. Amen. Hallelujah. We here because your dad is dead. Now we coordinating the funeral. I hope y'all can appreciate what I'm going to try to do. And if you need anything, just let us know. I know it's about funerals. I done buried a lot of men. A lot of them. That funeral's going to be messed up. <laughs> if you're counting, this is number eight for Medea. And the gang. That's amazing. I mean, that's, I mean, I would have guessed, I think, five, maybe. Yeah. I, I know I wouldn't have gotten to eight. Yeah. Well, you just start thinking. She has plowed through our family reunion. She's plowed through a wedding, Christmas, jail. two Halloweens. Two Halloweens. Jail and uh, the witness protection. Right, right. So uh, it that's... was only a matter of time before they got to a funeral. Right. And here we are. And actually, I just read today where Tyler Perry has said, this is going to be it for the Medea character, at least in present day. He thinks he might go back and do like a prequel and find Medea in the 70s, mm-hmm. and that could be some funky fun, mm-hmm. but uh, we'll see. Uh, but obviously, it has an audience, um, and that's one of the good things, I think, about having this be the eighth movie, because if you're still in after seven movies, then then you know what? You're going to be in for this one, right? because you know what's coming, and if you think it's funny, then you'll think, this is funny, this latest one, because... It's all geared around finding ways to get Tyler Perry and all the different characters that he plays, because mm-hmm. he's different makeup, he's playing all these different characters, find ways, very convoluted ways, <laughs> for them to talk smack to each other. Right. Um, that, that's what it is. There's another drama going on around them that has to do not only with this funeral, but all the canoodling that's being done by a couple of other people's spouses behind the scenes there. Uh, and some family members know about it. Medea and her couple of friends know about it. And who uh, is going to maybe spill the beans? And it gives Medea an awful lot of opportunities to say, hush up, and hit, <laughs> and hit one of her friends with a handbag. <laughs> and this happens several times. So, um, you know, this type of stuff, for me, I just don't find it very funny. And even more painful is what's going on, the quote-unquote drama that's going on around the funny people. Because all these serious characters just amount to good-looking mannequins who are trying to find ways to stand and react to Medea's craziness that don't look completely like something you'd find in a in a old Sears catalog, the way they're standing. And, oh, <laughs> do I look natural? No, you don't at all. Because <laughs> what she's saying isn't natural, and you're trying to react to it in a way that's that's totally opposite of the tone that she's taking. So... It's not any kind of 
serious storytelling or character development or attempts at really organic humor. No. It's just we're going to find crazy ways to make these characters get in crazy situations and say crazy things. So again, I mean, it's it's if that is if you like the others in this series, then there's no reason to think that you won't find enjoyment in this. And if you've never seen one or you haven't cared for them in the past, this is your eighth episode is not the time to jump in. <laughs> it's really not because, again, there were people around me laughing. I'll tell you what, I laughed maybe twice. Right. And that was when a, cu- a couple of uh, his characters, Tyler Perry's characters, Joe and Heathrow, <laughs> um, when they go at each other in a couple of a couple of instances, they say maybe a funny thing here or there. <laughs> I still think he has a problem. Tyler Perry has a problem, whether in dramas or in comedies, with women characters I agree sometimes. With you. I mean No, I agree with you. And I think that um he he tries too hard to showcase female talent while at the same time helping his female characters learn important lessons that often involve doing the right thing by their men. Yeah. It's a conundrum because on the one hand it seems like it's very empowering, but on the other hand it, it absolutely is not. And I and I think that it's easier to find that in his dramas because his female leads almost always die of <laughs> something related to the fact that they weren't true enough to their man, even if their man was a bad person. <laughs> so you don't find that as often as his comedies. Yeah, this one has some ways where you can see he's trying to get out of that and break that mold. But there's other point, there's other times where it really kind of falls back on, right, right. on that. But there are a lot of female characters in this movie. And so he's got a female lot female characters being played by men. Well that's so, true. But you yeah. know, not that we're taking that in. I mean it's a it's a it's an interesting and fun character Medea is and he has built quite an empire on that character. Ooh, you I are know. not kidding. But uh for me it was almost even though I didn't find all the Medea nuttiness funny, it was really more enjoyable than the just painful attempts at drama going on right. with, with all the other quote-unquote serious family members. Right, right, right. That was just, oh, no. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it, but again, like you said, uh, it's very easy to figure out whether you're going to like this movie or not. If you like the the series, if you like the formula, then by all means go, because you will. But uh, otherwise, uh, no. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Some good stuff in the lobby this week. Some Oscar-nominated stuff. And by the way, that reminds us to say a big shout-out and thank you to our friend Omar. That's right! We follow Omar. He follows us on Twitter. And he actually always has some very interesting and sometimes tragically funny, insightful comments about the film industry. But he agreed with us that we should have been the host of the Oscars. (laughs) (laughs) You're the one, Omar. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) We tried to get that grassroots movement off the ground. Didn't quite work. But, you know, I'm really going to be interested going forward. To see if they have one? To see it. Because I think they proved, you know what? We Uh, don't need one. Did anybody miss, miss it? No. And I still haven't seen how it did in the ratings. Did no, you? no, I don't know. But somebody you know, let us know how the, the Oscars did in the ratings. But here's we the thing: it. um, it's you know the way that TV ratings are accrued doesn't make any sense in today's market because most people aren't watching on TV. Now, here's the thing: you couldn't get in. I mean, I know in I Columbus, know. you couldn't Ooh, get it on the app. You couldn't get mad. it online. Oh, they were so mad. Yeah. So I don't know if that was the case nationally. If there was just an issue with the app, I have no idea what it is. But it's really hard, I think, to determine when so many people aren't aren't watching it in yeah. a way that, that well, the regular ratings can be can and, be calculated. And, I, and I've said many times when we were debating all this Oscar, all these changes, I, I'm, I get so tired of them chasing 
just rating. Like that's yeah. their number one yeah. thing. Uh, so, but but I still I'm curious though because I think that would very much make them question the fact of of having a host yeah. again because they also always like to look at the time and it was over. I think it was over by 11:15. Yeah, so, so a little closer to yeah, their three closer hour, closer to, what they to their their uh, their benchmark. Still, I don't know how you, your ballot did. Our ballot did okay because not as well as usual. No, but. The big thing is because we voted with our head, not our hearts, and we knew Green Book was going to win. We're still mad about it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so we called that one. So uh, thank you, Omar. Thank you so much. So speaking of Oscars and Oscar winners, the lead release this week in home entertainment is a great movie, the best animated feature from last year. Spider- Easily the best animated feature from Spider-Man last year. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, we said before, last year, not a great year No in animation. animation. But uh, this was, in yeah. fact... This was, if it would have been nominated for overall best picture, we'd have been fine with yes, that. Yes, we'd have been thrilled, actually. Yeah, it's it's just a great take on it. Everything, characters, the voices, uh, the action, the animation, um, the themes, I uh, just loved it. And it's fun. It is. It's just fun. It so is. can't recommend that more highly, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. One you may not have heard of, and I think it was an Oscar nominee. It for, was a nominee for makeup, for and makeup. I was so happy. Happy to yeah. see it get an Oscar nomination. A little movie called Border. Border. And it's one where, please don't... The less you know. ...let anybody spoil it. I, I, I'm i not going to call them out. I don't remember who it was. But I remember reading a review or seeing a review. And this is thankfully after we saw the movie. But somebody, I think, big... Gave it away in the gave, title. Oh, in I, the title of the review. I couldn't believe <gasps> it. Gave away a major, major plot point, and I was I was floored. So uh, go in blind with Border, and uh, I think you'll like it. Um, also, another animated movie that came out last year. It was Oscar nominated. Ralph breaks the internet. We didn't love it. Didn't, no, didn't hate it's it. It's fun. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. What, wasn't as good as the first one. We didn't think. No, but I think it's probably still good. The kids will get a kick out of mm-hmm. it. Uh, and also, Mary Queen of Scots came out this this uh, this comes out this week. I think it was nominated for makeup, maybe costumes. It was nominated. Actually, I think it had three, a total of three nominations, and mostly in that set design, costume sort of mm-hmm. area. A couple of great performances, maybe a little weak on the writing. Yeah. Oh, well, Saoirse Ronan and Margot Robbie. Yeah, it's hard to go wrong. Good hard stuff. Hard to go wrong. Good stuff there. So Mary Queen of Scots, yeah, good, but not great. Um, not good, not great, not good at all. The possession of Hannah Grace. Oh, what a disappointment. <laughs> what a disappointment. Really is. And you know... We love a good horror movie. Yes, we do. We do. And uh, there's not one, one to be had there. There's not. There's no. just not. It's uh, it's really one. It's not even. A lot of times, I like to say things are are high school horror. You know, mm. just jump. And there are definitely they do the jump scares and the red herrings and the music stabs, which uh, I don't care for. But some people do. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's. Uh, I did talk to one or two people that liked it. I was shocked. Yeah. Because uh, I don't think there's anything here. No, uh, of, I agree of with interest, you. Especially if you like. Horror movies. Right. And I've seen a bunch of them. But uh, so, yeah, that would be the one to, to pass on this week in home entertainment. Next week, as we already said, this is the week before Captain Marvel. So that means next week is the week of Captain Marvel. And uh, we'll see it here in a couple of days. So looking forward to talking uh, about that one. Obviously, it's going to have a lot of threads tied together because you know how the last Avengers movie yeah. left off um, with uh, her being called by Nick Fury. So. Um, well, also, one of the reasons I'm the most excited about this is because two of our favorite directors, Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck, yes. uh, are are at the helm here. And we've only seen them do indie. And not just indie, but very, very indie films up to now. But they've all been spectacular. A couple of them really among my favorites. So yeah. I'm very excited to see what they do with yeah. this kind of a budget. If, if you don't know them, uh, look up Half Nelson. Oh, my goodness. Sugar. Sugar. 
And then, um, what was that one? We got to interview them when we were in Toronto. Kind of a funny story. It's kind of a funny story, yeah. And Mississippi Grind. Yeah, so those are definitely ones to uh, to look up. Um, good stuff. And so they're getting a, a spot in the big leagues now. Big, big, big budgets, big stars. So looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah Captain absolutely. Marvel. We'll talk about that next week. Uh, in between then, let us know what you thought about these movies or the Oscars or should there have a host or, or you want to defend Green Book, that's fine. You can always reach us on Twitter. That's the easiest way. You can find is at Mad Wolf, M A D D W O L F, on Facebook and Instagram. It's Mad Wolf Columbus. And the main website where you can find our written reviews of all these movies and also our horror loving podcast, Fright Club. You can find that on the main website at madwolf.com. And don't forget, wherever you listen to this podcast, to subscribe, rate, and review us. Yes. We'd love you, love you, love you. Thank you for that. Until next week, she is Hope Madden. He's George Wolf. And this is the Screening Room Podcast. See ya. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. Bye. Okay, everybody, that's a wrap. <laughs>